this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. This is Jeff Billard from Sonic Echo, and you're listening to the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. The Sonic Society. Around the world in a heartbeat. Lasting forever in the podverse. With Jack Ward and David Alt. I've travelled in time and space, and I still can't make top no tails out of this plot. There's three of me in the audio space right now? Doubtlessly countless. As far as I can understand, however, there is you, David of the past, and the David that I know, and the David that is currently in the tortoise of the present. This is the tortoise of the past? Yes, which provides a rather large conundrum as David never mentioned that he knew me before he knew me. Well, where's the David that you know? I can't tell. Perhaps he's being held by the Vidic. Those robotic creatures you mentioned that are trying to destroy all audio space to remake strictly for video RSS feeds. Yes. This is why so much of the audioverse has been fusing together. We're seeing pod fading of all sectors, Spaceship Radio has been gone for years, according to these readings. Dick Dynamo should have been in its seventh season. And the zombie astronaut... Zombie astronaut. His frequency of fear should be on its 100th episode by now. What can we do? Hold tight. It shouldn't be as bumpy. But we're going to take a position from It's About Time Agency, The Heist and jump to Strange Company, Altered Avalon, Episode 1. Holy crap! That was a trip! Man, did we really just spend a few hours in 16th century England? Did I really just tip a medieval bartender 80%? What? I gave that guy a guinea! Charlie! Hello? We just traveled through time, and you are thinking about a bar? I'm always thinking about a bar. Bars are where most deals get made. And for the record, I realize I was thinking about a bar in 16... uh, Wait, what year was it? 1536. But that's not important. Time is on our side now. Yes, it is. Hi. Welcome to its... Guys, my office. Now. Wait, Anna? What are you doing dressed up like... I'm in disguise. Hiding, remember? Give me two minutes to change. Yeah, sure. Okay. Sit right down, open up your ears. Time to take you to a new destination. Tell you a tale that you won't believe. Gotta use a little imagination. 
for a child to pay. Walking the streets, all help on a sign. Winning to see what they had to say. You look like two nice guys. Come on in and we'll give you a try. We're an agency here of the traveling kind. Call it about time. Come in, boys. Something we can do for you? Yeah, whatever you need. We can get it done. Sit down. So, you got your first taste of a portal. A portal? You didn't get much from our earlier conversation, did you, Charlie? Uh, yeah, I did. Portals, wavy lines, aerosols. It's all clear. Clear as mud. I think I can speak for both he of us. He does not speak for both of us. In this instance, can yeah. I have a second? Take your time. Sure, whatever. I just need to rebut, possibly. We got the big picture. Charlie's right about that. Damn straight. Time portals. They are the real business here. Right? Right. Postcards, the retrieval method. The what? The ride home. Mm. Get the card near a portal, those wavy lines, the distorted space, then powie. Powie? That's what you got. Powie? Big picture, small words, whatever. Powie will do for now. The portal opens, the guests return to now. But back to what I called you in for. Branch throws a spanner in the works. What? A spanner. I know this one. It's a kink in the armor. That's a chink. This is the New South. We don't talk like that anymore. You two don't ever quit, do you? Oh, we're no, not, not quitters. No, we don't quit. No. no. Phew, boy. Genetics. Sometimes the nuts do fall far from the tree. What? Nothing. Never mind. You were talking about postcards earlier. The postcards are the key to the portals. It's really not complicated. It's just printing out the date and location. <laughs> location, location, location. And date. Right. Not a problem. Portals. And location. Does that mean longitude and latitude? You are making this more complicated than it needs to be. So did you get that stuff about the postcards? Leave that to me. It seems pretty straightforward. You can't remember where you parked your car, and you think I'm just going to let you handle a trip through time? Seriously. That was one time, and it was at the Citadel Mall. Who doesn't occasionally lose their car at the Citadel Mall? Besides, I was distracted... By but... a Bill Murray sighting. Mm. Right. Everyone in Charleston uses that excuse. Oh, look, it's Bill Murray. Don't you say anything bad about Bill Murray. I would never. Look, I'm just saying don't use it as an excuse. Unless you've got evidence... So, not to change the subject... But... Right, I'm changing the subject. Have you thought about the possibilities that have just landed in our laps? Yeah, I'm thinking I could go back and talk to Walt Disney about Steamboat Willie. Steamboat Willie? Of course. It's the first animated appearance of Mickey Mouse. I've always wondered what was going on in Walt's mind. A mouse. Think about it. Let's think a little bit bigger here. Goofy? Let's leave Disneyland for a moment, shall we? And visit a little place I like to call reality. Not too fond of reality. Exactly. How could reality be better? New tires for my Schwinn? Think bigger. A new Schwinn? No, no, that's not environmentally friendly. How about some extra income? Maybe some serious extra income, like FU money. I'm listening. What if we go back in time, say, to Independence Hall and grab an original copy of the Constitution? We could sell that for a fortune. Don't you think someone would, I don't know, question us being at Independence Hall? And weren't they all armed? You know, a well-armed militia or something like that? Guys, I have to get out of here. There's a client that needs to be taken care of, Professor Joel Klein. He's going back to spend some time with the Maya in 1300. 
1,300, that's in like two hours? I'm pretty sure that's a year. Yes, it is a year. You guys really need to get on board with this time traveling thing. It is our business. Anything else is just a thin veil, a cover. Oh, I get it. A blanket statement. A quilt of lies. It's just a way to hide the portal business. That's all. Oh, no. yeah, I yeah. No. Of course. Beyond a doubt. So, you're all set, Professor. Here's the postcard we talked about. All you need to do is lick the stamp and apply it. L lick the stamp? Yeah, it's a DNA thing. Let's us find you if you need to be rescued. Rescued? How do you... It's simple. You get in trouble, you get this postcard delivered. Through the mysteries of space and time... Quantum rectification. Yeah, Quantus Rectum. We receive the postcard and ta-da-da-da! Here comes the cavalry. Um, I don't think there was an established post office in 14th century Mesoamerica. Just give it to someone. We're talking about a metaphysical type mail drop here. Pony Express, medicine pouch, telegraph office... It's all the same to our process. So now I go? Through that door. Our wardrobe folks will dress you for success. Thank you. Uh, may I ask, why the Maya? Well, they are considered by some to be one of the lost tribes of Israel. Thought I'd check it out. Lost tribe, huh? <laughs> Have fun with that. Hopey you find what you're looking for. Actually, the Hopi Indians were related to the Aztecs and dwelt on A goodbye, on the... Professor. That is an annoying habit. You have Topps baseball cards in the spokes of your bicycle at the age of 48, and you're calling me annoying? Yes, that's what I'm calling you. Is it just me, or does that postcard stuff give you a few ideas? It's kind of blowing my mind. I mean, time travel is real, and we've done it. I mean, we were really standing in the same room with Anne Boleyn. Holy smokes. But what's in it for me? Excuse me? I mean, what's in it for me, or rather, us? We have these swell jobs with a sexy boss and potential to see the world. Yeah, yeah, swell jobs. But we're just squeaking by. Think about the opportunity we have here. We get to travel for free? I thought about what you said earlier about the armed militia. That was a good point. Thank you. What if we pop in on Anne Boleyn again and... Say, borrow her necklace, maybe, and a couple of rings or a bracelet. She'll never miss them. So your thought is that we become time bandits? Yeah, it sounds wrong the way you say it. Things are stolen all the time. I'm just saying we recover items before they get stolen. I'm still hearing time bandits for some reason. Does the name horseflesh mean anything to you? Okay, say we pop in on the Titanic right before she sinks. This sounds only slightly worse than being time bandits. Oh, hear me out. We pop in and rescue a few things from the safe before they're lost forever at the bottom of the sea. What about Cameron? Aren't we stealing from him? James Cameron? He never found any safes that I've heard about. Okay, forget the Titanic. Let's keep it local. Local first. This I've got to hear. I did some research. I use the interweb thingy, the Google. Blackbeard sailed around Charleston. And now we're going to be pirates? Are you nuts? Now you're just being silly. Blackbeard stole from a lot of ships. I say we just mosey on board one of them before Blackbeard gets there and rescue a few items. But that, uh, hmm, that actually sounds doable. Mm-hmm. Professor Klein, is it? Don't you look dapper. 
So, let me see the postcard. Chop, chop. Oh, right. Time's a-wasting. Here. Now, what did they tell you about giving away that card? Keep it with you, silly goose. Yeah, you'll be home before you leave if you're not careful. You don't want to be coming and going at the same time. Ugh. 1300 Yucatan Peninsula? Yucatan? Spray tan. <laughs> You've got to look deliciously dark. <laughs> now buck up, Professor. And a sombrero. That is so cliché. For the sun. It's strong down there. Besides, he'll make a new fashion statement. And off you go. Oh, this is Charleston. Charles Town, not Charleston. I sort of like the sound of that better. And what's the plan again? So, there's this blockade of the harbor going on. We want to jump on this ship, the Crowley. Mr. Crowley, what went on in your head? Come on, we have to get serious. Did you talk to the day? Hey. Wait, you're saying get serious? Ha. Oh, good day, sir. Can you direct us to the Crowley? That'd be the foremaster, down a bit on the left. Can't hardly miss her, but she's about to set off. Best hurry. Thanks. Now we just need to sneak aboard, grab some booty, and scoot. Boat, scoot, and booty? Mm. Seriously? That's all we need to do? Does a portal magically appear on the boat right next to the booty room? Booty room. I love that. No, you raise a good point right there. We should scout out that sodded seaman pub. Wait, that was London. Never mind. I'm thinking that unusual pubs are a gold mine for portals. Why would you think that? Call it a hunch. Like the travel agency is a good cover. Wouldn't a bar be a good cover too? Well, worst case scenario, we hoist a pint. Best case, we find a passage. Let's hurry. We need to find a portal before Blackbeard takes the Crowley. Hello? Ah, hello! Hello. How far is it to the nearest village? It's across the next hill and through the valley, over there. Uh, thank you. What is your name, young man? Chaka. Chaka. Well, thank you, Chaka. So I said to her, Mahawe, you need to be more careful who you associate with. That Aztec is just trouble. Stick to your own truck, that's what I said. True words have never been spoken. That's like music to my ears. But there just aren't enough of our young men anymore. None with a solid future, anyway. They are always going on some vision quest and wandering off from the village. Good morning, ladies. Do we know you that you speak to us like we are on familiar terms? I am a traveler, one who looks for the hospitality that this area is known for. I have a thirst. Can you help me? Where are your manners, I check? Come here. Um, what's your name? Klein. Professor Klein. Oh, a professor and a Klein. You sound like such a nice man. Is there a Mrs. Professor Klein? We were just talking about a shortage of nice men. I, um, no, but, um... Well, come to our palapas. We don't have a lot, but we share. Have some bolche. It's fresh. 
So tell me, are you just visiting or maybe looking to invest? Maybe buy a lovely palapas by the well? My cousin Kish has a place that's ready for moving. No, uh, just here a few days, I think. Touching the local culture and getting to know people. That's so nice. I was just saying to Icheck here that people just don't travel and visit. It's a lost art. Well, I don't know art so much, but I like to travel. Let's have another look at that postcard. I don't know why you're so obsessed with the card. When we were in that cell with the Ebersols, did you notice anything odd about their postcard? No, not really. Other than it smelled like sh It was glowing. Well, the lines on the card at least. Now you mention it, I do vaguely remember that. I thought it was the ink. I think those wavy lines glow when you're near a portal. So get the card out. Let's take a look at it. No glow. Let's keep walking. Something's bound to happen. Jumping catfish, Batman. I saw a glimmer. Not a glow? A glimmer's a hint of a glow. No, now it's definitely starting to glow. Which way should we go? There. There, wolf. What? The Howling Wolf Tavern. Look at the door. The lines. Perfect. Now all we need to do is grab some booty and we're off to Easy Street in 2014. But first, a drink. So you're telling me that most of the villagers have left the kibbutz? Uh, the village? It's the new neighbors that drove them out. First it was a few Olmecs, then an Aztec family. Don't forget those Toltec families. Oh, yes. They took a toll on us as well. No immigration control. We can't recover from that. Most of the Maya have gone. We are the last of a vanishing breed in a matter of speaking. Uh, where does your tribe live, Professor? Well, most of my people live on an island up north, but some are near... Wait, what am I saying? You're, you're telling me that the Maya disappeared because the neighborhood went to the dogs? Sorry, not the right word, but... It's what happens. Oh, he's a clever one. A keeper. Could you at least explain the hieroglyphs to me? Sure. We can walk to the Kanichkakmo. The view from there is nice, and the carvings are to die for, literally. Not to die for, literally, anymore. That went out with the ruling population. It's more touristy now. Hey, this is amazing! I've seen pictures! Uh, I mean, I've heard stories. Uh, look at that! Wait! Those wavy lines are blurring. No, I'm not ready! What just happened? Like I said, no one wants to be part of rebuilding. So much for my hopes for a spring wedding. They're loading up the Crowley. We should go help load cargo. So, you want to be a stevedore? What better way to infiltrate the ship? No one is going to look too suspiciously at someone who's making their job easier. And then we grab some goods, click our heels three times, and we're home free. Bust my buttons. It's Teach. Who? Edward Teach. Blackbeard. He's the one who's going to hijack the Crowley. We need to reach the ship before he does. Give me some grog if you know what's good for you. Yes, sir, Mr. Beard. I mean, Mr. Teach. Ah, that's some good rum. So, 
How's the pirating business going, Ed? What? Uh, pardon, my friend, uh. Mr. Blackbeard, sir. He's just excited to see such an infamous man up close. Yeah, excited. Infamous. Hmm. Okay. You look much taller in person. And more fierce. I like you too. Not much, but I don't like anybody much. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Same Same to you. Yeah, thank you. If you're ever looking for some good, honest work, I'll likely kill you. But if you want excitement, well, the revenge will be in port at Beaufort Inlet in a few weeks. Keep an eye out, lads. Let us buy you a bottle of rum. A parting gift. Aye. Thank you, gents. Holy whack-a-moly, that was Blackbeard himself. Seemed like a nice enough fella. Yeah, I guess, if you're not one of his alleged victims. So, off to the Crowley. Bottoms up. Quit your lollygagging, you lazy barnacled breath bastards, and tote those bales. This is not exactly what I was hoping for. And pipe down there, green horn. Best laid plans of mice and men. That's where our trouble begins. It's the best made plans. This was never best made. Ever. Avast the jabber, I'll use the cat. This ship is a lot smaller than I thought it would be. And no booty room in sight. Wait. The captain's cabin is in the forecastle. The forecastle? Seriously? Stop making stuff up. All right, the back of the ship. Stern. I was trying to be nice. The back of the ship is called the stern. Oh. Didn't you see Master and Commander? Oh, right. I think you're the only straight man on the planet who still watches Russell Crowe. Anyway, the back of the boat is the captain's quarters. It's behind that pile of crates. You duck in and out, and no one's the wiser. Any port in a storm, I suppose. That's the spirit. Oh, what a dump. There's no booty in here. There's the sex tent and his charting tools. Let's just grab those and split before Blackbeard gets here. There has to be a market for antique sailing equipment. Boat owners are known for spending ridiculous amounts of money on gadgets. Antique gadgets have to have their own market, too. Yeah, okay, let's tuck them inside our shirts. Great minds think alike. Almost. I'm shoving this sextant down my pants. It's pronounced sextant. Look down here. Looks like a sextant to me. Waka, 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 waka. Holy mackerel, we ain't got time for this. Let's move. Easy now. Let's just take it slow. Like we're avoiding work. Easy for you. Ah, there you two are. Get moving, lads. There's lots more to get loaded. Aye, aye. Arr. Ow! We're moving, we're moving. Just keep moving. Run for it. Next stop, the Howling Wolf. And then, Bollywood. Oh, now this is really gross. I've got... I don't know what I've got, but whatever it is, it's gooey. You don't. Want to know what's in my pants right now. And that's different from any other day exactly how? Well, the quantity, for one thing. This smells like strawberries. Oh, you're right. Strawberry yogurt, to be more exact. What happened to the telescope I had? This is all like a bad dream. A bad dream from high school, maybe.
I don't know what went wrong back there. We should be listing on eBay right now. Yeah, something strange going on for sure. Hey, finally, someone. I was looking for Miss Anna. Professor Klein? What are you doing here? Where else would I be? Uh, Planet Bollywood? I hitched a ride with a surfer. The back door was open. Hmm, you didn't seem like a back door man. Can I give you a lift somewhere, Professor? Yes, somewhere I can get a drink. Uh, okay, another drink. I'm with you there. I need to get out of these pantaloons first. Trevor and Philip aren't going to be happy if these things are stained. Well, sometimes you eat the bear. Yeah, yeah, I know. Sometimes the bear, he eats you. Berry. Strawberry. Are we in a jam? Gotta be jelly, cause jam don't shake like that. Alright, it's time to stop. Is the conversation too jarring for you? Yo, Erica, bring us a couple more beers, will ya? Here you go, boys. Did you have fun storming the castle? Thanks, Erica. Here's to another successful day. Someday. Schlange. Prost. Two nice guys getting real sci-fi Making trouble of an ancient kind If you get impatient, just keep in mind That it's about time You have been listening to the Cardinal James Show's production of It's About Time. For more information and to follow us on social media, please visit our website at itsabouttimetravelagency.com. If you enjoyed the show, please consider leaving us a review on iTunes. It's About Time, starring Charlie James and Stephen Cardinal, was produced and directed by Stephen Cardinal and Charlie James, written by Stephen Cardinal, Charlie James, Rob Britt, and Douglas Clinton. Sound editing and engineering by Charlie James, featuring the voice talents of Ryan Alert, Layla Ald, Maggie Borden, Deb Britt, Rob Britt, Raul Ceballos, Sarah Wallace Craven, Chris Fabian, Sheila Kern, and Victoria Vaughn. Theme song by The Dunder Chiefs. Artwork by Sheila Kern. Thank you for listening to It's About Time. I know you're watching me. Why don't you come out where I can see you?
I'm afraid that if you see me, you'll run away. Well, if you're so terrifying, perhaps I should leave now. No. Wait. <gasps> I know you. You're the Horned God. You're Pan. This worries you. I've heard that you've tried to seduce the nymphs loyal to Artemis. Are you one of hers? I've heard that you drive men mad with your mere presence. Do I make you panic? I've heard that only a fool would allow herself to be taken by you. That is a shame, because I am taken with you. I see you are out of stories. I'm sure if you came back another day, I would have more to tell you. Why another day? Why not now? Because it grows dark, and I must be heading home now. Will you be back tomorrow? What choice do I have? The sheep have to graze, no matter what company I am forced to keep. I feel dismissed. I do not wish to be a burden to you. You are not a burden to me. You are nothing to me. Nothing? Should I jump in the lake then? I'm sure some naiad would gladly keep you company. I am wounded. Wounded, dismissed, and eventually soggy. All these things because of you. Who knew the gods were so pitiful? <sighs> I suppose you had better visit me tomorrow as well then. I can't have the gods blaming me for your sad state of affairs. Shall I bring wine? A tale of gods and maidens etched through time, passed on by firelight, amphitheaters, and bards. Time erodes the edges of the legend. And as the ages pass on, all that remains of it is a single strand of truth. There, there was, was nothing. Nothing we could do to save her. I'm sorry, sir. How's the baby? Did the baby make it? Your daughter is alive. W what is it? Was she injured in the accident? Mr. Bennett, there is something about your daughter that I need to discuss with you. There seem to be some deformities that we need to address. What kind of deformities? Walk with me. Your daughter has elongated ears, bony growths at the top of her skull, and... Oh, we're here. What's wrong with her legs? Why do they look like hooves? Abandoned stories shift as no one tells them. Resurfacing again with variables unseen in the events of the past. There was a god who loved a woman. And as these things tend to go, it ended in tragedy. I know you're there. Why have you come? I've come to take you away. Return with me to my kingdom. And my people will love you as I love you. Your people have put me in chains. They plan to kill me in the morning. These humans are not my people. My kingdom is under the hill, away from the aging and suffering and small minds of mortal men. Mortals like me? How can you talk to me of running away with you when you think so little of humans? I didn't mean that. No, you meant so many other things. You meant to keep me safe. You meant to keep your romantic dalliances with other women a secret. You meant to do so many things, and yet you managed only to kill me. No! Echo, please. Think of our child. Get out! Where is she? She wouldn't leave with me. Would you like for me to speak to her? No, she's right. Humans don't belong under the hill. What of the child? Can you do something? I cannot bring the child here now. But I can change her story. What do you mean? She must be born. The universe demands it. But the fabric is still unwoven. She can be born in another time. Another place. 
What must I do? You must seal your kingdom. When she is born, she will open it again. How will you return if the kingdom is sealed? I will stay behind and take care to proclaim that the great god Pan is dead. Dead? For this lifetime, yes. Then proclaim it, and may my beloved's voice carry your words through the hills. I am the Keeper of Stories. It is time for this story to begin again. Hey, freak. Wake up. You're late for school. <laughs> oh, okay. Who tied my horns to the bedpost? So, what do we have today? Well, this author's about halfway through Nazrim, and as you can see, the project's running out of steam. Steam, check. I'll have to fill that tank. Anything else? They're worried that the plot's treads are a little thin. Gotcha. Some suggestions for new plot devices. What else? Well, the character engine keeps popping out shallow characters, nothing with any depth. We can tune that character engine up. All folks need to do is send us an email at sonicsociety at gmail.com or message us through Twitter or Tumblr, or even at the Sonic Society Facebook group or Audio Drama Radio Drama Lovers. Share with us your trials and tribulations with National Audio Drama Script Writing Month. We're all in this together, and the more we support each other, the more we'll get to finish by the end of February. That's right. Thanks so much for going this far in National Audio Drama Script Writing Month. Remember, February 28th is the deadline for this year. Pace yourself and let us know how you're doing. We're ready to crack this story open. Maybe you'd better get started. Good luck to all. I'm still working on my own. The Sonic Society Season 10 is written and produced by Jack J. Ward and David Alt, with original music provided by Sharon B. at SharonB.com. All features, interviews and audio drama shorts are owned completely by their originators and provided to the Sonic Society through Creative Commons licensing. The Sonic Society itself originates from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. This has been an Electric Vicuna production. What's wrong with you two? Look like the world just ended. You've done it this time, haven't you? Look, you can have the car now. The Rambler? That's generous. You know, you could have bought a luxury car for the same price as that thing out there. What were you thinking? No, what were you thinking? That you'd drive some new car? A Lexus, maybe? That it? 
I'm the one with the job here, Edna. <laughs> I told you, I wanted my own transportation. I'm tired of waiting for you to show up after one of your shopping sprees halfway across Tucson, spending my money, our money. You did this on purpose, didn't you? So we couldn't drive it. You're too much of a wimp for something that big anyway. And the payments on that thing. How are we going to afford something new around here now? You think my social security will pay for it, huh, Freddy? Pay for what? For a baby. But we don't have a baby. And we never will. <sighs> that does it. Finally, I can hear myself think. Freedom. Yes! Way out here on a dirt road, away from the traffic, away from... from everybody. Almost like I never married Julie. And her mother. Almost. You're too much of a whip for something that big anyway. <laughs> right. I got the last laugh, didn't I, Edna? See him. It's too late. Damn. Damn. But, hey, doesn't look too bad. Just a broken mirror. Lucky it was dirt. And I'm wearing leather. Now, get my breath. Get it back up from this ditch. Damn. Too heavy. Too big. Too big for me. Damn, I need help. Where am I? Way out in the middle of nowhere, in the desert. Scrub brush, mesquite, open rangeland. Maybe if I climb this hill, I'll see the highway. Route 83, connecting to the interstate. Or maybe there's a ranch house. Someone to help. Jeez, starting to get hot already. Ouch! Cactus. Sharp scrapes on my new leather now. Great. Ugh. Almost to the top. That's 83, way over there. And what is that? Big hump in the desert, like an igloo. A house, maybe? One of those environmentalist wackos. Well, they would hate motorcycles, too, worse than Edna. Don't you blame me, Freddy. I'm not to blame. You should have seen what was ahead for you. You was born to lose. Yeah, right. Well, whatever it is, I've got to get past it over the fence beyond and over to 83. Then I can put up my thumb, a little traffic over there. Tourists looking at the saguaros and coyotes. Maybe somebody will stop. Take pity. Oof, getting thirsty. <sighs> Weird looking thing. All concrete. No windows or doors. A big concrete igloo sticking out of the sand. What in the devil is it? 
What the hell is that? It's coming from inside the thing. Anybody here? Wow. I actually felt that in the ground. What is this? Power plant? Relay station? Buried cable, maybe. Ugh, I gotta get over the fence. Get to the highway. That help. Damn! I gotta get the top wire off. I use this rock. Can't read signs. Ooh, what? You heard me, like the one back there at the. Well, I'll be damned. They did it again. Did what? Or maybe it was you did it. You take down the chain with my sign on it? What sign? You didn't see no damn sign. Keep out sign means. Don't point that thing at me. There was no sign. I wrecked my bike over there, and I need help lifting it. Damn it. <laughs> nice jacket. Name's Kyle Summers. This is my place now. Your place? Bought it for a retirement home three years ago. Went on vacation to see my son in Florida a month ago, and when I got back, somebody had stolen my sand. It's high-grade stuff, that sand. Air Force trucked it in here back in the 60s when they built this place. Keep the place cool as a rabbit's burrow. Or a snake's. What was that? Nothing. Used a dump truck, that thieving bastards. Uncovered my control room. Control room? Of course. This here's an old Titan missile base. Didn't you know that? Holy... Half a dozen of them out in the desert. One's a museum, you know. Another was bought by some guy in New Jersey. Plans to turn it into a cafe. The lame duck. And you live here? Why not? Got a storage tank underground, fed by a well. Generator, too. I burn candles mostly, though. Make my own. Doesn't it get... I mean, boring? Nah, it's a kick fixing things up. Actually, I bought two sites. Use the other one for spare parts. That's so? Yes, sir. Got me a TV, books, and there's no chance of some punk coming in and holding a knife to my throat. And if there's an accident at Hughes Missile Systems in town, or somebody like Saddam drops the big one, I guess I'll live through that too, won't I? Will you? <laughs> <laughs> Quite a hobby. I'll admit that. But you're alone here, then? Wife's in Florida with my son. Except he's no kid anymore, no siree. They ever been here? We're not on speaking terms anymore. Wife, she poisoned him against me. You reckon you could give me a hand with my bike? I ran into the ditch to miss a cow and I can't lift it. Sure, I suppose I could do that. I keep fit. You want to have a look-see at my setup first? Don't get many visitors. You got water in there? I'm getting thirsty. Of course I got water. Well water from deep. There's a reinforced tunnel on the other side. My pickup's over there, too. See? This way. I remove the unnecessary fixtures. Just watch your head on the reinforcement bars. What did you do? I mean, for a living. I was an engineer. Civil engineer. You? I, uh, repair air conditioners. Sell them, too. That right. Well, maybe you can help me with mine. What I mean is those small window units. Don't know much about industrial models. You'll have a look anyway, won't you? I didn't need it before, but with that sand gone, I 
Here we are. Watch your feet. Holy mother of... Don't beam me up yet, Scotty. What's that rumbling sound? Generator. Doesn't usually run it. Uses fuel. Jeez. Monitors give readouts of system functions. Temperature, humidity, that kind of thing. But there's a missile in there now. Just a videotape for effect. Pretty authentic, huh? See, it's a TV, too. The price is right. <laughs> and it was. <laughs> uh, those springs keep this room safe from shockwaves? Handle anything but a direct hit. This is great. Bit warm, though. Got everything fired up right now except that air conditioner. Yes, sir, Bob. Uh, Freddy. You know, you could get five bucks a head here easy. Run a tour. Don't have to do that. Not yet. Damn lucky. No, no, it's been hard work. Hard. You don't know how lucky. More lucky than me, stuck with my damn boss. All the traffic in the city there can't get away, you know? You want to lend me a hand with that air conditioner now? Then I'll help you with your bike. Can I get some water first? Well, sure. Living quarters, through there. Thanks. Watch your feet. Careful, Freddy. Hey, Edna, guess what? I got me a missile bunker. And when the big one hits, you're going to be outside without a key. Freddy? No grandson for you to poison against me, no ma'am. Freddy, you come back here. You hear me? Kind of bleak. A single bare bulb, bare stone ceiling, army cot, sink, dresser, toilet too, with the lid up. Not married for sure. No siree Bob. What's this though? Odd photo. That his son? I shouldn't, but... Scrapbook. Newspaper clipping. Lawsuit unsuccessful. Dr. Kyle Summers, an engineer for Davis Monthan Systems Compliance Unit, failed in his attempt to sue the Veterans Administration over its refusal to take his son Patrick's case. Patrick Summers, Dr. Summers' only son, died of heart failure, resulting from complications connected to Agent Orange disbursement during the Vietnam War. You okay in there? Damn. Yeah, thanks. Just taking a whiz. It was thought at the time that the defoliant would not have toxic effects, and the VA in Tucson has so far failed to accept such cases from area veterans. Arizona Daily Star, August 11, 1973. His son died, so why... And what's that over there? A closet? My God! Enough food in here to feed the crew of an aircraft carrier. Hormel chili, Del Monte fruit cocktail, Campbell split pea soup, Kraft macaroni and cheese, hamburger helper, but no hamburger, just that little helping hand. Card table too, game of solitaire. This place is, is great. What was that? Gotta go. Had to use your toilet. You don't mind. Well, you must be pissed poor now. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you know? My bike's about the nicest thing I ever owned.
that right? You, you about ready to give me a hand with this air conditioning system? I guess. Where is it? That console near the wall over there, see it? This? Looks old. Old as you. Just a relay. But I'm really not familiar with Don't matter. You just you push and turn that red key. That's this one? That's the one, but wait a second, at the count of three, okay? You're gonna help me lift my bike afterward, right? Your bike? Oh, sure. Uh, you think I can't? Think your old man's too frail, do you? I didn't say... Steady now. Cross your fingers. Listen, I need to ask you... Ready? Wait, about your son. Huh? Can't hear you. <sighs> Poor old geezer, pretending his son's still alive, locking himself up like this. Ready? One... Of bastards to hide here from, but if people only pulled together, helped each other out. Three. Hey, I don't, I don't feel any cool air. How about now? Yeah, there it is. It's working. Amazing, huh? What are you doing now? Shutting down. The show's over for now. Are you gonna help me with my bike? Sure thing, in about a year or so. After all, one good turn deserves another, right? What do you mean? Now, was there something you wanted to ask me, son? A Helping Hand by Jonathan Lowe was produced by Jeff Davis. Hey everyone, it's Mark from Leap Audio. I'm here to tell you about something really exciting. July 24 through 26 of 2020, Halifax, Nova Scotia, we are gathering together in the world's first international modern audio drama convention and family reunion. Inspired in part by the living, loving memory of our dear friend Bill Hallweg, we're bringing together writers, producers, actors, and our fans for workshops, seminars, and even live performances. So join us, won't you? Go to madcon.com. That's www.mad-con.com for more information. I hope to see you in Halifax in 2020.